Girls Gone Boss is the driven women's guide to love, life, and business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Mari Carmen Lopez has one hand on the pulse of pop culture and the other on contributing to the growth of the hip-hop community. The Cuban-American television executive and artist manager has several production credits, most notably on VH1's most-watched docu-franchise, Love & Hip Hop, while also being one-third of Slick Rick's management team, the most successful British rapper in history. In 2011, Love & Hip Hop New York launched and became the highest-rated show VH1 had seen in three and a half years. Now, at the end of its ninth season, the series still ranks as the number one show among women 18 to 49 and number one non-sports cable show among adults 18 to 49, which is really impressive. In 2012, the series Love & Hip Hop Atlanta reached 3.6 million total viewers. It dominated social media on Monday nights, ranking as the most social show of all broadcast and TV offerings. After the success of New York and Atlanta, Love & Hip Hop Hollywood became one of that network's strongest series openers to date. With a background in music and over eight years in television, Mari has not only been a fabric that launched one of television's most successful and longest-running franchises, but has given a platform to artists like Cardi B, Amara La Negra, Trina, and Mariah Lynn. Mari spends time between New York and her hometown of Miami, where she just wrapped production on the second season of Love & Hip Hop Miami. The premiere of the first season delivered VH1 its best season launch in over a year, averaging 1.8 million viewers. Mari is focused on growing the Miami franchise and is excited to establish herself as an independent producer. She is currently working on a new television project with Netflix, Alex and Gabby. Girls Gone Boss. Hi, Maddie. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thank and you. We got to tell everybody where we're at. Gabby? We're so excited because it's the first time we ever do an episode out of a restaurant. And it feels like super Miami. It's like, yeah. it's a Cuban restaurant called Victor's Cuban Cafe. What what part of Miami is this, Maddie? I don't this even know. This is Coral Way? Like Coral West Way Chester? area. It's not far from the youth fair grounds, which is right up the block. Um, but yeah, my mom does an event. I didn't want to miss because I was not here for too long. And I wanted to. So I was like, fuck it. Let me just yeah, invite them. Yeah, you're a busy Gracias. Oh, she just got a, a Una sangria. sangria. Yes. I'm drinking a mojito. And I'm drinking water. Yes. I, I had a rough night yesterday. Cheers. 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 I won't click, click, but yeah. Thank Cheers. you so much for <laughs> making this luck. happen, Maddie. I know no, that. We've been you. trying to do this for a while. Um, no, I'm, I'm happy you guys are here. You guys are on my mama, which is we the main boss mom. chick. She's the, absolutely fabulous uh, like you. Thank you. She's so cute. She came up to us. No, I told her, I was like, oh, I have some people that want to, you know, I'm going to talk to them. She's like, oh, I tell you. <laughs> so, yeah. But tell us about like Miami. Miami's kind of like your hometown. Yes, right? I was born in Jersey, in Elizabeth, New Jersey, but I was raised in the 305. Woo! Yes, yes, 305, honey. Um, I went elementary, middle, high school, college, first everything you can imagine. Everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> what did you go to high school? Everything. I went to. Oh my. I went to Coralway Elementary. I so did I. Shut no. Up. Yes, but only for a year. But still, I went to Coralway Elementary. Okay. Oh. Wait. Wait. What? 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 I don't know. What I'm not year. gonna ask you your age. But well, I graduated in '99 from high school. 
Okay. So we're mature we're not, here. You're not that mature. Y'all look fab, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, I graduated 2002. Okay. So not, we're not too far off. No, no, no. But that's, that's okay, so you went to Coral Way I went to Coral Way Elementary, then I went to Carver Middle, which is a... a it's, it was mad far. It's like our Arvida area or no? No. Um, no, 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 I went to Arvida. Okay. It was uh, by US1 on that side. Okay. Like the... The other what, side? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Miami, that that she's pointing somewhere. We don't know where she's pointing. <laughs> we don't know where east or west or anything. So um, I went. What was I forgot? Like you drive US one, you go left. That's all I know. Whatever. And then which is far, not far from Coral Gables Senior High. Okay. It was by Gables. There we go. Okay. And then I went to Miami Northwestern, which is all the way. Oh my God! I think I played basketball. So I, I used to. Play with, I used to play, go to Killian. Oh, you went to Killian? Yes. I went to um, Northwestern for Payback, Performing and Visual Arts Center. Okay. Because oh. mm, I used to dance. My mom, you know, she's had this band and this musical. Tell us about that. So we're yeah. here at this amazing restaurant in the middle of, like, I, I, I believe it's, like, I don't know, West Miami. Yeah, I, I, think, I would call it West Miami. Yeah. Westchester? Um, and it's a Cuban restaurant, and her mom is doing a special event today. Yeah, my mom does monthly events for senior citizens. She's had her band called Algo Nuevo that plays very, it keeps it to the roots of Cuban music, um, song, guaguanco, all those type of things since 97. And then 2003, she incorporated it into a nonprofit organization. She goes to different senior citizen centers and different homes and she does these events for them because like people tend to forget the senior citizen community. You know, we all, and we have to give all the energy we can to our children to make sure that they can, you know, help make society a better place. But at the end of the day, our senior citizens are our foundation. They're where we come from. They made us, you know, and they're children also. So, in, in a way, and you know, you grow up to grow yeah. back down. Yeah. So, we got to take care of them. Yes. And my mom found, you know, a niche. She found something that she loved and she was passionate about. She loves music. She, She's my hero in so many ways because at 45, she decided to, like, follow her dream of being a singer. She started going to different cabarets. In Miami, like those little, these little type of restaurants that they have like live music on Fridays and Saturdays and just got up there and sang. My father supported her all the way. God bless his soul. And, you know, she ended up getting her band and making it happen. Mommy! Oh, look at mommy's here. Saluda, Hi, saluda, mommy. No, estamos hablando bellezas. Hello, gracias por la entrevista a mi belleza de muchachita. Ay, qué bella la mamá. She's amazing. She's wearing this amazing canary yellow. Yes. Go ahead, mom. Yeah, so, no, but it's, it's yeah, and she's been following her dream since then. It's been 20 years now almost that she's had the band. And, and she has a big following in this community like senior citizens like Hialeah mostly she does so many things with the city of Hialeah and she's gotten awards from like the mayor and things like that so I'm, I'm super proud that she was able to not let anything stop her because you know most of us there's so much shit that comes against us like oh you're too old you don't look right your face whatever it is and she didn't allow anything to stop her from wanting to do this and there's so much inspiration too like yeah. if you're Thank like you. still learning from your mom I'm uh, sure yep. right and I mean, she inspired you to absolutely. get into music and I and I learned that now in this age as an adult because when I was younger we were like oil and vinegar but aren't we all like that <laughs> with I our mothers I mean I was so bad I was I did I mean everything that you could imagine that you sh a kid should not do I did so we were separated for a long time in the sense of mentally you know we, we even if we were living in the same household we still weren't connected the way we should have been as a mother and daughter and then a lot of um you know I got with a boy when I was mad young moved in with him when I was like just mad 15 the, rebelling. all this extra stuff yeah right. rebelling like crazy she you know she she saw you know she thought that's what I wanted to do and probably honestly I, that was probably best because that was the only at the time I was only listening to him <laughs> 
not, you know, right. you know, when you're kids, yeah. you're like, you don't want to listen to your parents, you want to listen to somebody else. But isn't it a beautiful thing how it transitions yeah. and where you appreciate them now? Now, absolutely. Now, like, it took like, a- my mom's like my baby. Yeah. And your best friend, right? Isn't yeah. that your mom I like mean, your best friend? I, still, my mom's very traditional, so I can't tell her too many crazy things, you know? <laughs> but you know, you can count <laughs> on her, so it. it's yeah. like a, it, But it's yes, like, I do appreciate the relationship more now. No, absolutely. Same here. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of... You know, a lot of tragedy had to happen in the family for, you know, for me to get to this point, you know, so, and I moved, and me moving away to New York about eight years ago, in addition to the other things happening is, you know, why I'm here now. So everything has to happen for a reason, right? right? Yeah. But I'm grateful that this is where I'm at right now. But I think our listeners want to really know your start. And I know your start Mm -hmm. was first music. And it was like a very unique way. Like you didn't go looking for music, even though it's in your blood, it seems, from from your mom. From my mother's, yeah, for sure. But it's it's something that kind of found you, right? Can you tell Um, us a little bit about that? I was was finishing college. I was waitressing at the Miami Improv back when it was in Coconut Grove. And um, they used to have a really pop in Tuesday nights that was hosted by Benji Brown, who was a uh, air host on 99, 99 Jams. Jams. Yes, yeah. back then. And he, w- the clubs would always be packed with different artists and different people in the business because it was like the thing to do on Tuesdays. Um, and the former head of marketing for Slip and Slide Records was Wendy Morgan. She was she brought one of the artists from the label at the time, Slip and Slide Records, um, to the Tuesday nights. And it was I was just like doing what I do I was just being loud and personable and being a waitress and trying to get my money quite frankly and you know she's like oh my god maybe you should come to the office you know because we started talking a little bit you know she's looking for interns and I was like oh, okay I didn't really know much I got my undergrad in criminal justice well let me be extra clear in saying I got I didn't finish I was going for criminal justice I ended up stopping and then going back. Well, I went to Miami Dade. We did the Miami Dade college thing here. So I got my associate in criminal justice and I was going towards a communications degree. Um, I stopped maybe four semesters shy of graduating because I, you know, the music business, thankfully, start. I started moving in it and I wanted to dedicate myself in it. But we were talking about that. She liked my vibe. She told me to come into the office. Um, and yeah, and she hired me on the spot as a publicity intern, which a public relations um, intern regional which, you know, because I was going to FIU when I did the whole transfer over and I was going for communications and I was, you know, my writing was pretty good and I'm getting my relationships and things like that I going. I did FIU communications yeah. as well. Yeah, but I stopped, unfortunately. But I always said I wanted to go back, but at this point, we'll see what happens. But um, No, but I mean, everyone has their journey, you know. Yeah. I think sometimes education is good, but yeah. like, it's, On it's, the not, field it's experience, not the, ex- it's yeah. the key to right. success, right? No. I, I just, I like, I mean, this is going to sound a little corny, but I like how my mom felt when I walked you know, you walk in the uh, graduation. graduation. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the reason I thought about the limit so my mom can enjoy that uh, last little moment. But whatever. So, yeah. It's so, so funny how us Latinas are so are about our mom. Um, about our yeah. family. <laughs> yeah, a little period. T- a little too much yes, sometimes. We ride or die. But, but um, you know what? That yeah. hustle for our family also transcends right. into business and to the way that we like maneuver in our like hustle. Right, for so, sure. So it's like ingrained in us. Yep. I mean, honestly, like people, I've been, I've been really thankful. I'm mean, really grateful at the fact that the two bosses I've had um, in my entire career have been family to me. Ted Lucas at Slip and Slide, you know, we're still joined to this day. How and was your time at Slip and Slide? Because I, for everyone listening, Slip and Slide is like a staple iconic, in Miami. Iconic label in iconic. Miami. Helped build the sounds of what Miami is. I mean, their roster, Trick Daddy, Trina, Plies, um, uh, Jagged Edge at one point, Rick Ross, Plies. Um, so I was a publicity intern, just going back to that story. I was a publicity intern, and then six months later, Ted saw something in me, whatever that was, and uh, they had just signed Jagged Edge. 
And, you know, they were, Ted wanted to bring back his boss man management um, company, which is the management company that started Trick and Trina. So he wanted to rebuild that up. Uh, Byron Trice, who's a mentor to me that was Plies' former manager, was going to also be a part of, like, building up this management company down here. We end, we wanted to be, like, the Violator of the South. If you guys know Violator, Violator is an iconic management company that's had everybody from Diddy, Soldier Boy, Mariah Carey, Missy, you know, what you can imagine. That's our era, girl. Yes, yeah. yes. That's we our era, too, honey. On that. <laughs> we were just talking about our favorite R&B. Yeah, and I yes. said Jagged Edge. Yes. yes. <laughs> so Ted had Jagged Edge at one point, and I keep trying to sip my sangria, but it's Girl, just, get it. too much fruit in there. <laughs> yeah, I have too many leaves in my mojito, but I, I still fuck with it. <laughs> So, yeah, so then they, Ted signed Jagged Edge, and we were dealing with all of their business affairs, and he wanted to build that company back up the management side. So that became my job, in essence. I was still, as an intern, I was still obviously trying to make some money, so I was still waitressing, but the days were getting a little slim just based on, you know, trying to be dedicated to, that, to figuring this intern thing out. Ted offered me the, the management stuff, um, and from there it, it, it went. I Like my last day was like June of that year. I can't even remember what year, 2008, 2009. Um, and yeah, and I was full on with Jagged as on the label side, label management. So rep- representing the label when we were on the road or doing things like that. And that was two and a half years of my life. And it so was, you were on the road with Jagged. Edge I was on the road during with the like let's get married. Time? No, no, this oh. was after. <laughs> honey, this was after Ted was. You know, the, Ted they already had a great um, body of work. And Ted wanted to continue that with them in, in the same breath. Jagged wanted to do something a little bit different. They were with bigger labels at the time. They were with Columbia. They were with Def Jam at one point. And, you know, they saw something in Ted, and Ted saw something in them, and they ended up partnering. And that was about two years. So, like, any radio dates, I, would, I wouldn't I would go to every show, but, like, things that the label would put it, put together, I'd be there to make sure it just gets functions A to C. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, we, we I started working with them. I mean, around the same time I was at Slip and Slide, I started meeting other people just being on the road. That's how I ended up meeting Mandy, who was a partner to me for Slick Rick. Uh, Slick Rick is somebody that I've been working with for the past 10 years. A lot of people know that my body of work through love and hip-hop, but don't know that I have Slick Rick right here, joined to the hippest family yeah, for about I 10 years. Yeah, I honestly didn't know that either. Yeah. So, um, and Slick Rick is such a legend. Legend, yes. And How is it working with him? Um, it's honestly, it's a breath of fresh air. Um, he, he's he, their family. And like I said before, the fact that I've been able to work with people that become family to me is key in how I've done so and I move a lot with my heart like what feels good what resonates to my spirit and the people that I've you know God's put in my path I've been able to work with in this capacity so um yeah so being on the road with Jagged I got to meet a lot of great people um you know Mandy being one of them who I ended up now working with with Slick Rick and amongst many other you know ties and relationships um so yeah so and around the same time I also met Mona who is you know the if you know who she is Mona Scott Young she's the HBSC of Love and Hip Hop franchise and everything she is such a boss. She is such a boss. Hi, I, Diana. She's Asian. She's Caribbean, so I love it. She speaks Spanish because she lived in Puerto Rico for a while. She's like so multi-diverse. And um, being with Slip and Slide, I also met Mona, and we started doing like little stuff together here and there. Like I was on a trip to New York, and how we ended up connecting was through the former vice president of international marketing for Atlantic Records, called David Miller. Um, I know David Miller. Yeah, he, I worked with Flow Rider. Yes, ang- yes English accent. Yeah. Um, and uh, but Plies was on Atlantic, so I would just wait. David Miller. Yes, of course he has yeah. an accent. I'm yes, like, yes. Not connecting, but he's with Flow, right? Yeah, he was well, when he was with Atlantic. Yeah, because Atlantic's with Flow. So um, yeah, so we were connected through that because Slipper Slide has a deal with Atlantic for Plies. 
wise. Um, so building the relationships there because they also handled a lot of a street, a street marketing guy, a guy that used to work at Atlantic, whatever. That's a lot of like stuff, but. David introduced me to Mona because he was like, oh, you need to meet the spicy Latina out of Miami that she's, you know, she's dope. And at the same time, I wanted to figure out other things outside of Miami because I feel like a lot of there's a, there's so much great talent down here. But I feel like people get stifled for so many reasons, you know. Um, I think Miami is more like geared towards the Latin right, market. Right. And you want to go into general market. You got to get out. Right. So, um, and I didn't know that at the time. I just was like, you know, I just did. I don't want to be stifled. I didn't want to just be a person that works with just Miami artists in Miami. Like, I felt like I wanted to do more and eventually be able to help the talent come into a nationwide, you know, fan base. So, um, yeah, so I, I was, like, trying... And I was also trying to leave Miami. I was having a lot of personal shit going on down here, and I was just like, maybe I just need a new start. So David connected me with Mona. At You know, me, Mona and I started working separate. You know, me still living down here. Mona was living in Jersey. That was around the time that she was getting her own emblem, Monami Entertainment, off the ground because she had her, you know, she had left Violator and then she was, like, starting her own stuff and she wanted to really... Yes, go I ahead. I didn't know that Mona was in music as well yeah, before Mo TV. Yeah, oh, no, she she's the co-founder of Violator Management wow. along with Chris Lighty, God rest his soul. Chris she, Lighty, yeah. yeah. She, she, she partnered with Chris and made this whole... People forget that Mona has... Mona manages Missy still, but Mona's... Wow. Yeah, Mona's, like, track record in, in entertainment is, like, over 30... Some, 30... I don't want to give her age, but she's been, you know, she's been there for a long time. And, and I mean, we're business. super transparent here. <laughs> Everybody knows we're like, I mean, I mean I'm Mona's damn near. put it on her gram, but she, yeah. She, we're damn near 39, girl. Right. Yeah, but she, she's, she's, you know, she's. <laughs> we don't have I mean, to she's put up there. She put, she put on her, all of her gram when she turned 50. So, you know, you can Good just. Good for her. Yeah. She looks great. She looks amazing. But she's had a track record for a very long time in this business. And she started in music, managing really amazing producers. And then she went to. Um, and then she went, um, yeah, and then she's, she's man, she's, she co-founded Violator Management with Chris Lighty. So she's had all those artists wow. at one point. Yeah. And then she decided to open and her then, own. And yeah, and then she decided she wanted to, you know, take her, I mean, and I, I don't want to speak on her, but just watching and being around her for this long, you know, she wanted to take what she knew and turn it into something else. And TV and film has always been a very thriving business. And she had a taste of it when she produced something for Missy on the CW. Um, and was it CW? I believe it was, or UPN. I can't remember what show it was. UPN? Yes. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. And, and yeah, so honestly, I have to credit Mona because I started working with Mona on the music stuff. She had a couple of artists that she had just signed. She needed, like, bios and, you know, little PR stuff done for them, and I was helping her do that. And then at one point, um, she needed to help with casting. Well, the first thing that happened with her on the TV stuff, as far as I'm concerned, is that... Um, I was helping her do the after part, the, the the promo parties to start promoting the show. So like the the parties to get all the press and the media into the building to start promoting Love and Hip Hop season one and season two. I was a part of that. And then season three came around and she wanted casting. She needed some help casting, and I already had a lot of relationships from just being in the music business. And she's like, "Hey, you know, I need some help casting. You want to try to take on this job?" And I said. Okay, and that's how it kind of started. And but that's the thing, right? Always saying yes. Yeah, I figured. I was out. just like, okay, all right, and that's just been that's just been the blessing in my life. Somehow I get these opportunities, and I just you take them. I take them, and then I figure it out afterwards, as opposed to the other way exactly. around, you know. So, and thankfully, I was able to figure it out, and I've had a job with the franchise ever since. So I've worked on Love and Hip Hop New York seasons three, four, five, six, seven. I helped start Hollywood season one. I helped that Atlanta season two, and I. 
your baby was and my Miami. baby is Miami. Of yes. course, this is like your thing. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering when we were gonna get Miami. Yeah, I was. You know, Miami was before when New York, when Love and Hip Hop New York was starting, and you know the success and everything that came out of it. They wanted to go into another city. A lot of people don't know that Miami was up on the table along with Atlanta back in like 2010 or 11. And I, you know, I was helping put together some names, but there was a lot of people that just weren't interested at the time, just to be frank with you, or they just weren't the right recipe to make Miami what it is because Miami is a very special flavor. You need to know the right ingredients to make this fucking sopa. You know what I mean? So um, it ended up going to Atlanta. And then, you know, second, second round came through and it was between a couple of cities and L.A. And L.A. ended up becoming the third city that they added to the franchise. And then there was another opportunity to add more because the Love & Hip Hop brand just kept blowing up, blowing up, becoming part of pop culture. And Miami came back in the table and it was between Miami and another city, which I won't mention. Okay. But it was, you know, it was, it was, it was a lot because I had to give equal energy and equal time to both cities. But I... In, in my heart of our hearts, I wanted Miami to get it because I just wanted Miami to finally get that recognition and, then, and that light. Because going back to what I said, I feel like there's so much talent here, but there's no opportunities or there wasn't any opportunities for them to really go out of, you know, what Miami is and, trans, and, and, and you know, go around the city or around the, around the state. So whatever. So the opportunity came, presented itself. Thankfully, I did it, and we, you know, we're in Miami along with a great team. And as executive producer, you're still involved with the casting. Yes, yes. So, how do you cast? Okay, like, what would make an amazing cast member? Like, what? How do you like, you know, sift through all of like Miami? Um, Well, thankfully, I had a lot of relationships already, just being from down here and working in the music business. So, um, along with. Felicia Monet, who is my of course, she's amazing sister. She's my, so nice. I love her. That that I couldn't have done this without her. She started, um, you know, she, she her relationships and our relationships. She helped me casting season one and season two. Um, yeah, and between her and I, and just the conversations, we, we, you know, we, I think we picked the great cast, or the network picked the great cast based on what we brought to them. But yeah, as far as being a great cast member, I mean, you have to have compelling story. You have to be open, honest, transparent vulnerable, willing to not give three fucks about what people say and just live in your truth. Um, you know, something to aspire to, you know, you want to be, you know, obviously on Love & Hip Hop specifically, you have to have something music or entertainment business related. So whether you're in front of the cameras or behind the scenes or if you deal with a man or a woman who has that same light, it's also like, you know, that's also a, a way in dealing with the business because you have to support this person and what their dreams are of being in entertainment. So, right, so behind the scenes, yeah, the be, Yeah, side. so like you have to have ties to this world in some form or fashion. Um, and you just have to have compelling story and be willing to be open and honest about your stuff regardless of what people say. So as an executive producer, mm-hmm. do you want to tell our listeners exactly what your role is? Um, I'm co-executive producer of the franchise, um, of the franchise as a whole. Um, just because I've worked in different cities, um, yeah, I've I I don't know. It, 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 there's so much. It's not like a job description to do this because you know people <laughs> wear many hats. Yeah, so. but people see people see the two and a half minutes that you see on a scene, or the the thirty minutes or an hour that you see on TV. But it's this is a twenty four seven job once you're dedicated to doing this because you're telling the lives of these people, and you want them to be comfortable first off and be willing to 
living their truths, no matter what that truth is, in front of millions of people that are going to be eventually watching. I mean, these shows are like watched by like millions of people. Millions, it's the yeah. highest rated yeah. show on VH1. Yeah, Love and Hip Hop is the highest rated show, one of the highest rated shows in cable's history. Wow. Yes. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, and yeah, on VH1, it's the highest rated um, franchise show. So okay, and out of all the seasons. Or out of all the the states, cities combined, the yeah. city. Sorry, which one is like, or you don't have a favorite? Like um, all of your kids. I mean, for 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 so many reasons. Um, the Miami. I mean, every city has its its different. Um, you know, reasons why I love it. Um, whether if I'm a fan of it because I watch it or I've worked on it. But New York and Miami have been home base for me. I was in. I started this all in New York, meaning my career from an associate producer up. So there's always going to be a love and a connection for New York. And I think I really um, connect with the culture up there, too, because I'm a, you know, that type of hip hop is really my shit. <laughs> OK, so what are some of the challenges that you actually face when having viewers come back season after season? Because it, it has to be different every single season. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be different. It has to be eye captivating and people have to be able to tune in. And it's it's not easy, you know, and I. I, there's a, the casting is such an important part of this whole process because you have to pick people that, all, you know, there's some people that you know in your life that are like, oh my God, you need to have cameras on you because every day something is happening in your fucking life. And we find the group of people that something's always happening in their life that cameras need to be on it. And that's really the, the you know, the reality. God's always blessed this franchise with finding some great people that audiences are captivated by. So, right. Yeah. And I feel like you have chosen a lot of people and have used this platform to like really elevate their their careers right. including I mean obviously everybody knows Cardi B Cardi yes like Cardi just like once I feel like that catapulted her career in a lot of ways yeah, I mean people she had she had a huge following on social media already like she her pers people loved her personality yes. her vulnerabilities her op openness to just wear no no hair hair messed up no makeup on Instagram and just talk shit so people already love that about her so I think the franchise helped the transition between just being uh, an influencer in social media to really people Star. seeing her as a music artist yeah because yeah, give her more of a platform on, on the music side because people didn't know that she was trying to do music you know her like internal family I'm sure her team but like the outer world didn't right. know that she was really trying to get into this music stuff so we I think gave her that opportunity so she can be to in the booth that and, yeah, and her that she wants to do more, that she actually has a passion for music. She's been writing, you know, she's had the one of the one of my favorite songs. I get it. There's a thing with the show, but it's like you also have to understand like none of our lives are perfect. Like we no. all have things and it doesn't have to necessarily be like boyfriend drama or like, oh, he's messing with another chick. I mean, we have family drama, we have our drama with kids, we have our drama with our partners in more ways than just being, you know, people that they cheat on us. I mean, there's all kinds of drama that we deal with on a daily, and it's just like you have to be honest with yourself to know, like, if you really know this business as you ladies as entertainment, like, you know you've seen some of these fucking stories happen yes. with these artists doing these things, these women, and some of our own personal shit. We, we've, been, we've been cheated on. Yes, yeah. we have. Been, we, exactly. We've been cheated on and yeah. shit. So it's like you really got to sit there and be like, don't be acting like you all high and mighty <laughs> and shit because, bitch, you've been, you know. Right. So Like, you guys bring reality yeah, to a different level. To a different yeah. level. And people are like, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe. And they go with the show so scripted. So do you guys get a lot of backlash? I mean, we do. But what successful thing doesn't? Honestly, you know, what thing has all these eyeballs on them? Like, not everybody's going to love it. And, you know, there's so much programming on television that 
And there's a choice. There's a choice. There's all these channels. Right. You don't have to watch. You don't have but people to watch are choosing but to people tune are choosing in. To tune exactly. in. So like, it's like okay. I mean, the numbers don't lie. Numbers no, don't lie, don't honey. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait. But did Cardi teach you how to do it? Who? Did Cardi teach you how to no, do the okra? No, because she did the okra after she left. You know, she was on her own. You know, she trademarked it. Oh, Listen, crazy. good for her. Yeah, good for her. She she needs to. I didn't know that either. No, she did. She just announced it. I think a few days yeah. ago, she did a video because people were going crazy on her for trademarking. It's like, what would you go crazy? Like, it, she did that, and people want her. To- we know we got to trademark. Some yeah, stuff, okay. yeah, we've learned about that. Yeah, As business sure. women, you have to learn that you got to protect your pro- you know Amen. your property. Amen. You have. So to. I'm not mad at cardio no, but another it. girl that i want to talk about who's a hometown girl amara la negra amara. i feel like you Me guys too. gave so much like love to her that it really did help her a lot i mean you too. know what it is the audience gave a lot of love to her and you know she's she's was open and honest about the difficulty she's facing this business um you know and, and it, unfortunately and it happens a lot you know unfortunately <laughs> like it, it happens a lot some of the stories that she's told me and some of the things that she's gone through that you guys saw on television and um, you know and, and she was able to take this platform and I mean she's doing amazing things now she is she is I remember meeting her when I was back at MTV uh-huh. and she came and nobody knew who she was yeah. but we would like we showed her love we gave her an interview right. and all that but now that I see her like you know her her trajectory and where she's at. Yeah. I'm, wow! It really, I'm so happy for her. No, yeah, good good for her, bro. This is the you take these you take this show like that's the most proudest thing that I have with all these people is that you take this show and you really thrive. Like use this shit. Like I don't I I don't ever want somebody to just be a reality star. That's not that's that should not be like the end all be all for you. Do you think the reality star is dead anyway? Like from like Jersey Shore days, I feel like it's a little bit different now. I'm it's, I think it is different now. Um, yeah, I think it's different, but you have to be able to take those 15 minutes, so to yes. speak, and really do. Build I mean, we something else Bethany with it. from Housewives right. took yeah. that and did something else with it. Nene, Candy, you know, people got to learn and love their stories and who they were, their personalities, their family stuff, whatever drama they their brought passions, to the world. And then right. they made that into like so many other things. So you can't hate on somebody for maximizing their shit. I want to talk about your, like, Okay, the most you work a lot around powerful women. Yes. And women have been such an important role in like your life, yes, and your career, absolutely. your mother, everything. So I mean, aside from your mother and Mona, I know yes. Mona has been like an exceptional like mentor, person in your life. Mentor, mentor, family, yep. How are you using all of the things that women have given to you to give back? Um <sighs> I, that's such a complex question. I can't really name one thing. I, I first off I, I love to hire producers who are females hiring women hiring minority women hiring you know just the diversity I think is really important Um, and I think that's you know a little bit of of how I think help and you know help the next person Um, I love being able I don't know how or why but people you know I've had people that reach out to me about speaking in different classes and schools and yeah you have something coming up uh, Johnson and Wales Johnson and Wales well a, a couple things um shout out to Florida Film House because they do this amazing program in Overtown for film students so I'm speaking at um you know it's not out there or anything which is perfectly great um but they're speak they're, they're doing something teaching um film students in Overtown just like about the business so I'm speaking um at one o'clock in Overtown and then at seven uh, this nonprofit reached out to me because there was an episode that they really connected to and they wanted the cast members 
uh, Chaotic in Hollywood to talk to inner city young men about just gun violence and things like that. So we're, that's at 7 o'clock tomorrow in Liberty City. And then Tuesday um, is Johnson & Wales. They have a conference um, based on just business and marketing and the entertainment world. So uh, Craig Skilling, a shout out to him, asked me to come out. And I'm not, you know, as y'all know, just listening to this, I'm not really refined. I curse a little bit. No, I be but losing I in my words. No, but I think that's people appreciate. No, yeah. So, like, but so the fact that people want me to go out and speak, I think, is great. So I think, I hope that's a part. And you were honored by Ciroc. Yes, Ciroc Variety. Women, yes, like, yes. Shout out women. to Marilyn. She, yeah, she, Marilyn, I, I, we've known each other for a while. We've worked a couple projects together. She works directly with Ciroc. Or, that was, that's a, that's a client of hers. So she reached out to me and that was amazing because it was down here in Miami I brought my mama my mama <laughs> you know what's crazy because I feel like my mom and I don't know if she, I mean she knows I work in television but my mama ain't know what I did for a long time right. I got most of our moms don't like, and I would just <laughs> be like out it. there like I, my, my mentor would come to the I'd like, I don't know was, all these struggles my mom's like what the fuck are you doing like you need to go <laughs> and get a regular job and I I would try and Whatever. This is. But look, it, it, it really meant, like. But like, my mom ain't know that back out. then. Everything worked out now. Right. So the, I think my mom, if she has any, any chance to see, you know, someone say, "Mari, you did a great job." Yes, that's my daughter. Yeah. Da, 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 da. You know yeah. how. You know how. Yeah. Moms yeah. Are. Trust so, me, I know. <laughs> so without giving too much away, what other projects are you working well, on right now? Well, we we just wrapped season two of Love and Hip Hop Miami. The reunion is airing on Monday. I'm not sure when this airs, but reunion is airing um, now. Uh, working on a project now on Netflix. Wow. Yes, thankfully. Um, thank thank God I'm in L.A. till the end of June, and it's it's going to be an amazing project. Uh, you'll recognize who it's with uh, once it's announced. Is it music-centric? Uh, yeah, in a way. It's music-centric. Um, it's a it's a docu-series. It's a, it's a reality show. Um, and it's going to be really awesome because Netflix, I mean, Netflix is 190 countries and it's no. translated in 26 Huge. different languages. I mean, so the person that is this, this, this show is going to be about is going to get all this, like, yeah, it's a whole other world right. once they get into that world. And, you know, for me, just even learning a process that's different is, is, is exciting to me. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's oh, amazing. And I have to shout out Slick Rick. Slick Rick is dropping a uh, re-release of the first album, Great Adventures of Slick Rick, April 26th, with four songs. That's her anniversary. Wow. Yes, yes. Mona Lisa, Children's Story, <gasps> all your favorite songs. Yes. Is um, Rulers Back. It's all April 26th is re-releasing along with Def Jam. And it's four, not new songs, but you know, like the Nas Purple tapes, like old recordings from back then. So he had, there, there was old recordings of Mona Lisa and Children's Story that him and his wife found in like mom's basement. Wow. <laughs> from back then. And like just threw that along with the deluxe edition of the, deluxe edition of the album. So that's a huge, huge um, thing for Rick because he hasn't. He hasn't been out there in a long time. He had a 23-year bid with uh, immigration. He got didn't get his citizenship until 51, which is two years ago. Wow. And so, you know, I mean, another project that I can talk about is that I've been working on a documentary based on his life in the immigration space because right now immigration is such a hot topic. I mean, it's always been such a hot topic, but with everything happening now that's so fucked up in yeah, this country. Yeah, we just um, had an interview with an immigration lawyer yeah. because of that. Yep. So, yeah. totally. Yeah, so, um, and so Rick was the first hip-hop artist, really the only hip-hop artist that ever had to deal with this kind of 
situation with immigration. And then, you know, you've seen other, you've seen Shine. And then I, what, what helped, what people were tying a lot to 21 Savage situation to Rick's story because he was just taking from ICE out of nowhere. Um, and yeah, so, but Rick had to deal with a lot of hardships back then. Like now it's a little bit different with things. You know, it's easier access to lawyers, especially if you have the funds and stuff. Back then, 89, 90, when all this stuff was going down with Rick, he had a huge bond that was unheard of back then. So the fact that he's able to, he was able to get out of that situation, although it took 23 years for him to finally get his citizenship, and he's been in this country since he was 11 years old, makes wow. no wow. fucking sense. No, right. Um, and how much he's... Um, how much he's permeated culture and how much of an influence he is in American American culture and to everybody that's now like all the all our favorite artists, every, you know I've seen uh, Lottie Dottie shirts on Forever Twenty One like he's just been such a big part of American culture. Of so the fact he that been. he had to fight this hard to be a part of the country he's helped influence is to me boggling. But he got out of that thankfully, and now you know he's had everything from MCM campaigns. Um, he was just on Good Morning America with um, Strahan and Sarah a few days ago. So he's really been getting himself back out there. It's very exciting to just see him almost have a second wind at this career that he w that was was taken from him when he went to jail for all that time. And I love that you're so passionate about your project. Yeah, I, I, I am. And, and, and because it's family. And, I you know, a lot of people would always say, don't se separate the business from the personal. And I get that, you know, and it's and it's great advice for people but for me everything you cultivate relationships and for me it's all blending like I can't be around you and go as hard if I don't fuck with you and you're not my family and that's just straight up and it, I can't just be like oh I'm just gonna not take your phone calls or just go on the road with you for this no like this is what I do this is if, if I this career has taken me away from my family ha you know in a way I left here to go to New York and really pursue this and I was away from them away from my mom for a long time before being able to have the blessing to come back and have a job that keeps me down here for half the year but this shit took me away from my family so right. th these people need to be my family if I don't if I can't be with them I gotta yeah you're gonna be my family right, yeah. you I'm gonna go to Thanksgiving dinner with you <laughs> Christmas you gonna like so okay <laughs> so for our listeners best advice you ever got and whatever you want to tell them to keep going you don't get what you earn, you get what you negotiate. Period. That's boom. Boom. Like, at the end of the day, like, they're, they're, you know, lo que está patina es de lo guida. But at the same time, motherfuckers... You got to do the work. You got to do yeah. the work. And motherfuckers need to understand that, you know, you're not always going to get what you... You can work fucking 80 hours a week, bust your ass, and motherfuckers still going to pay you what they pay you. If you don't get in there and abre tu boca... Because what's the worst that can happen is a no. That's the worst that can happen is a fucking no. So being so bold. Being bold and standing your ground and in what you believe in. And listen, you have to be realistic because, you know, you... I, I, back then, in you know, interning or even starting off in television, I couldn't hold certain things. I can't be like, oh, yeah, pay me this much because even if I'm working, I got to bust my ass and prove to you why I'm of this value. But best believe when I come to you, I'm coming with receipts. I'm coming correct. I know why the fuck I'm yes. asking what I'm asking for. I've done my research in the market. I know what other people that do what I do get paid. And you're not going to allow my ethnicity or the fact that I got something else in between my fucking legs to dictate. Preach. To dictate how much money I'm going to get paid. There was a thing that I saw like a few months ago on Instagram and I reposted it and it just baffles me that the Hispanic woman is the least pay like for the dollar amount like I could just pull this shit up right now because it's just infuriating to see that the Hispanic woman is the like it's like 60 cents to a dollar that I they get Latina paid money had posted something like yeah, that Seriously. yeah that Crazy. they get paid and for these people that are like they may not be working as hard as you fucking work 
They may not be doing the shit that you're fucking doing. I feel like us women give it like like you keep saying we're, we're passionate, we're nurturers. And song is like on a yeah, thousand. and we're we're nurturers. We want something to thrive. You know, we're, we 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 work from that space. So the fact that we are now, because it's happening now, slowly the transition's happening when the woman is getting equal rights and equal access, equal pay. It's happening slowly, although it's taking too damn long. But we got to stand in what the fuck we believe in. We got to stand in 100%. what the fuck that we do. And we know we, if, if we can do it, then show out there you can do it. Tu me entiendes? Like, I love that you're a girl's girl. Uh, and we're going to end with one of your quotes. Uh-oh. And then I'm going to ask you one last <laughs> it's question. It's a good quote. Don't it's get okay. scared. Don't get scared. <laughs> there's no curse words in here. Oh, damn. <laughs> we can add some if you want. Women have a special skill set that God blessed us with. Don't ever let anyone tell you that you don't have that special light. So, Mari, what's your special skill and how do you want to use your light? Dios mío, you guys did some research. (laughs) I fuck with y'all because y'all did some motherfucking research. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Can you tell Cardi that we said hi? Um, Um... You know what I think my light is, or I think what I'm thankful for is the fact that I've been in this business for some time, and I've been, you know, I, I can make a steady check, because that's the goal, is to make a, a steady check in entertainment, at least for me. And the fact that I haven't allowed my heart to become cold, and I haven't allowed this shit to darken me, I still feel things, and I'm still emotionally tied to a lot, and I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose the essence Humanity. of... Uh, of because of this business this business is dark and if you decide to get into this please keep your prayers your positive your incense your chairs your lights your family your crystals whatever it is that's going to keep you positive because this world is dark it's so dark and if you get poor fucking pulled in bro like there's no telling like what can come from that so i think the the fact that i can go through it with a cast member we can be sitting there passionately I'm telling you something you going at me and I go home and I fucking cry because that shit just pulled the fucking life out of me is what I want to keep I want to keep that essence I don't want to go home and be a fucking robot and not think about it because I'm dealing with people's lives I feel like people in a world like with producers at least with us they trust us to tell their stories in a way to guide them through this process that they never thought that they'd be in so I take this shit very serious so the fact that we get into something and I'm, you know, sometimes when you're emotionally involved in something, you may not see things clearly, which is all of us that we deal with that. So the fact that I may be seeing something that's like, oh, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that or let's figure out how to make this work a little bit different. And you're so like tied into what you feel like is best for you, which is fine. But like the passion and the back and forth and I go home, bro, season one of this show, I wanted to fucking crawl in a hole and like I wanted to get the fuck away because I felt like it was so hard to prove to people that I can do this. Le- season one was definitely my my test to a lot of people, including the cast for the most part. That you know, a lot of them, some of them were like, "Oh, you're not from Miami no more," which is you know, Miami motherfuckers. They don't want to be tied into other motherfuckers. They want to be Miami. Oh, you're not Miami. You're not in Miami enough. You know what the fuck this is. You don't know what this is. And so having to prove my 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 root Miami my root my Miaminess is like that was a part a hard part and the fact that you know there were people that knew what I did before some people knew that I used to waitress at the Miami Improv you know some people knew that about me so some people cannot separate where you were with where you are so now I come back and I'm I'm the head bitch of this shit just straight up and. You know, I you but you don't see that because you see when I used to run around with this person, or I used to do this, or I used to, 
hacer esto, or I used to be up, up under Ted trying to figure this shit out. So that's what you remember. But no, shit has changed. I've grown, I've matured, I've learned, and I proved a lot of shit to get to this position. And now you're so you in respect charge. me. So, and if you don't respect me, you know it's it's cool. But and I and I'm never gonna ask for it. I'm gonna always tell you like, listen, give me the opportunity to show you how I can do something, as opposed to just telling you oh, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. Just give me the chance. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know how I don't know where I went with this, but I'm just saying like I don't want to lose that essence of who I am in any way, shape, or form. And I well, think, I that's, think the, that's part of your that's success. the light. That's the light, yeah. I guess, is that I still have light. <laughs> that I still have light and in continue, this darkness. Continue to shine. Right? I, we really you. appreciate thank you. you. Thank this you. This was thank beautiful. You. Oh, thank you. And I'm keeping it so real too. Thank you. Hopefully y'all liked it. <laughs> oh, we of course they did. did. And we loved meeting your mom oh, and getting closer you. to your life thank and just you. knowing more about you. Thank you. And I hope all of this inspires the listeners. I hope and so. Especially women that want to be in TV yep, and producing. I hope so. She, you know, I know Alex can really connect to you, thank to your you. story. Thank you. And I have my email in my Instagram, you know, so if anybody wants to reach out, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I hit back. I may not always check. Let the them DMs know where they can hit you up at. Um, Instagram is um, at I, I am MC Lopez. I just changed it, so I'm like remembering it. Um, and yeah, and there's an email tab and stuff. So if you want to send me your resumes and stuff, or just ask a question, whatever it is, I'm I'm here. I'm here. That's beautiful. I'm easy. Easy Thank you for being a part of. Thank you for being a part of Girls Gone Boss. Thank you. This is really. I love. I love this podcast. Uh, I love the people you guys have had. I love the fucking name. That's Uh, the biggest thing is the name. I've only done one of the podcasts, and it's a friend of mine's. But his the name of the podcast was Hope of the Hood, and that's a dope fucking name. Okay, I'm gonna fuck with it because that's a dope ass name. So so you you fucked with it because of the name. But first off, he's my boy. Like he used to. He was a comedian in this in Miami, and then he went moved to New York, and now he's doing amazing things. But yeah, he started a podcast called Hope of the Hood, and I was like, oh, love it. That's what. That's what we hope well, we are so honored that you loved yeah. our name. Oh, thank you. Well done, boss. I yeah, love thank it. Because you. you're a boss, girl. Yeah, thank you. Cheers so are you to that. Like, thank you, everyone, thank for you. listening. And tune cheers, in for cheers. next Thursday. And oh. every Thursday for every a new Thursday. episode. Thank everywhere. you, guys. Thank you. Till next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye. We're done. <laughs> you're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.